Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. We have a busy week and not just because of Bethany Frankel, which is exciting, terrifying, a little scary, but isn't it always? It's the thrill that keeps us coming back for more. But before we get into all of that, um, I have some good news, you guys. <laughs> Uh, I have some good news. I haven't said it out loud yet, actually, now that I think about it. If you've been here a while, you know that your girl's trying to get married. Your girl's been trying to get married since March of 2022. But uh, the United States immigration process is a lot, to say the least. It's hell on earth. It's a nightmare. It is the highway to hell. And my fiance, David, and I, we've been through it. We've been through the absolute ringer. It has been almost 16 months of uh, paperwork and fees and interviews and all these things and proving our relationship and passport stamps. I mean, so many things. Letters from your family proving that you're really in love with each other. It has been 16 months of just just stress, anxiety, you know, of, of wanting something to happen so bad and, and having no control over, um, the speed of which it happens. So we've been waiting for all of our stuff to be approved. We've been waiting for the last update I gave you was that our case was at the national visa center, which was good, right? That meant all of our paperwork was approved. Now we're getting a case number. Um, as soon as we get the case number, it'll be sent from the national visa center to the U S embassy in London. And once that happens, David will be able to have his interview, get his medical exam and hopefully be approved for a visa. Well, as of earlier this week, I went on our little NVC tracker, which is very handy. Um, And, you know, we were waiting. We were just waiting for one little line to change. For a long time, it was saying in transit, in transit, in transit, which meant it was in, (laughs) which meant it was in transit. Who would have thunk from the NVC to the U.S. Embassy? I open it up on Tuesday morning. What does it say? Ready. Ready, which means David is ready to go for his medical exam. He is ready to go for his interview. And those are the last 
two things that we have to do before we can get married to each other. So your girl can be married within six weeks if all goes to plan. Um, there's just a few things that we're having to go over. There's still like one very long paper that we have to fill out. But as of right now, David has his medical exam scheduled for the first week of September. And then I'm going to visit him in September where uh, it's going to be my last time going to London. We're going to go to Greece because why the heck not? And then hopefully, you know, a couple of days after I come back to the States, he'll be able to have his interview. He could be here by October. <laughs> you guys, we're just excited. We're excited. We're happy. Love life. Love, love. Love is patient. I know that's true. Period. Dot. So yeah, keep your T's and P's so that nothing bad happens. And let's get on with the show, shall we? Okay, first up on the pop three, Scooter Braun. Everybody wants to know what the heck is going on with Scooter Braun. One of the most recognizable names in management when it comes to these A-list singers. He manages Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Adina Manzel. Maybe? Because it seems like a lot of these artists are dropping him, dropping him like it's hot. So reports, and it depends who you ask, which we'll get into this in a second, but reports of big artists leaving Scooter Braun's management, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Adina Manziel, who actually left in January, which I think is important. Demi, sources say that the split was amicable. No big deal. Adina Manziel, like I said, January, it's just now coming out. Justin Bieber, depending on what publication you go to, they are still working together or they're not still working together. Uh, same goes for Ariana Grande. If Ariana Grande did leave, this would be the second time that she has left. There are a lot of theories, some big, some small, as to what's going on with Scooter Braun. I mean, the first, there's a big scandal about to drop. You know, like that's what everybody's mind immediately goes to. If you have all these A-listers that no longer want to be under your umbrella, something's going to come out. There's a big scandal. Although I've heard no other information about that. The second conspiracy theory, if you will, um, is that Taylor Swift is continuing to take over the world and she's starting her own music label that would give artists the rights to all of their songs, their lyrics, you know, especially because Taylor Swift, Scooter Braun have a long history of baby. Now we got bad blood, just a TikTok theory. But I honestly could see that happening because like Taylor Swift is out for world domination and we support her. The third and most, I would say down to earth answer is that he's getting out of management or at least he's stepping back. So sources tell Variety that Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande are not leaving the company, but rather Scooter Braun is continuing to step back from day-to-day -day management to focus on his role as CEO of Hybe America. This is a South Korean entertainment giant behind K-pop stars like BTS, um, to which he sold Ithaca Holdings, the parent company for his SB projects, Scooter Braun projects management business. He sold that for um, $1.05 billion in 2021. Chump change, you know? So sources also tell Variety, all of Scooter Braun's clients are under contract and negotiations have been going on for several months as Scooter steps into his larger role as Hybe America CEO. People are spreading rumors based on what 
they know, but they are off. Scooter's team at SB Projects are still handling both Justin and Ariana as they work through what this new structure looks like. However, other sources insist that Justin Bieber, who recently cleaned house uh, and brought in a new attorney, agency, and business manager, is set on leaving SB Projects. I mean, that's the most realistic, right? That's the most logical. If you are a manager and you're you're not managing in the little leagues, you're managing A-list celebrities here and you're moving into a new role as CEO of an entertainment company, you're not going to have the time or mental bandwidth to be Justin Bieber's manager. You know, like I feel like one person should be Justin Bieber's manager and that's like the only thing they should be doing from now until they no longer work because of probably how much goes into it. So we'll see. I mean, I love the conspiracy theories. You know, I love a conspiracy theory. But so far, that's all the information on Scooter Braun. Britney Spears and Sam Asghari in number two of the pop three. After 14 months of marriage, they are getting divorced. Sam filed. He cited irreconcilable differences in the file and is asking for spousal support and attorney's fees. So here's the interesting part. Everyone's wondering, what about the prenup? It's ironclad in favor of Britney, right? But Sam's lawyer, Neil Hirsch, is hinting that they may contest the prenup. Britney lawyered up real quick. She got Laura Wasser, who is like the head honcho. When you think Scooter Braun at the top of the music industry, you think Laura Wasser at the top of divorce proceedings. Like That's the girl that you want. She's also doing Kevin Costner's divorce. And his wife is contesting their prenup. So she's very well versed. She's ready for it. Uh, But Sam listed the date of separation as July 28th of 2023. So Brittany was posting some things over the weekend. She was like rolling around in bed with no clothes on. There was a group of shirtless men holding her. And you know, to each their own, people are going to deal with adversity the way they're going to deal with it. But sometimes I just wish that like, like Brittany, Britt, can I be your your girl? Like she needs some strong women in her life that are not just there to shake her like a piggy bank, like it seems everybody else is. Like Britt needs some people in her corner. And I mean, TMZ is reporting that she really doesn't have anybody in her corner, that right now her inner circle is her manager and her lawyer, you know, attorney Matthew Rosengard and her manager, Kate Hudson, who by the way, not Kate Hudson, Cade Hudson, I know they sound similar, uh, was one of the shirtless men that was like holding Brittany up uh, in that little video. But anyways, TMZ saying that those are the only two people that are helping her with appointments, with food, with, you know, anything, life admin. Um, But as of this week, other reports coming out that she may be letting her family back in. Her brother, Brian, um, has allegedly been helping her she kind of navigates this next chapter. A source told CMZ that he's been staying over and helping her alongside a therapist. Um, Brian has stayed out of the spotlight, unlike her sister, Jamie Lynn. So I feel like if she was going to reconnect with a sibling, it probably would be Brian. Brittany's dad, Jamie, is also, we learned, sick this week. And rumors are circulating that she might reconcile with her dad. Um, Sources are saying that she doesn't want to regret not patching things up because her dad is sick and who knows what's going to happen. Jamie has been in and out of the hospital. 
because he has uh, a nasty infection at the site of his decade-old knee replacement. So, I mean, that could go a number of different ways, but uh, the reports are saying that he's lost 25 pounds throughout this whole ordeal, and an insider says that he got word Brittany is um, talking positively and is said to be elated. So we will see about that. The last headline in this Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Week's pop three, we had to talk about Bethany Frankel, which if you want my thoughts on parts one through three, that's an extra pop. Uh, The link is in the show notes below. But Bethany Frankel is responding to backlash that she has received over this interview with Rachel Levis. I mean, have we all emotionally recovered yet is my first question from three days of just be three days of wow, wow, wow. You know, that's all Bethany said throughout the entirety of the interview general thoughts. I mean, I pretty much echo everybody else's sentiments. It didn't really do Rachel any favors. I think it was pretty clear that Bethany had her own agenda going into it. And it was way more about this reality reckoning than it was about Rachel getting her story out. Um, I do think that Rachel did some introspection, but I think she also, I mean, I hate to say it is very easily manipulated. And Bethany took the reins on this one and she steered the ship you know, down the highway to hell, down the reality reckoning, where, like I said, it no longer became about um, what Rachel has been going through these past couple of months, her perspective on things. It became, um, well, why was Andy begging you to come back? You know, just like not the point, not what viewers would want to know. Um, I don't know. And, and, you know, I'm not the only one who has that opinion. I think a lot of people are ex- are accusing her of exploiting Rachel the same way that she's accusing Bravo of exploiting people. So Bethany said on another episode of Just Be that I listened to, you're welcome. She says, interviewing Rachel, going viral, breaking the internet, so many rumors, so many press articles. It's unsettling, to be honest. She's gotten a lot of the hate from the world, and I'm taking on a lot of that hate. She said, people I really respect in the entertainment industry and politics, government business, and people I just interact with on a day-to-day are all saying to me, you're doing the right thing. I'm totally on the right side of history. I've had five documentarians reach out to me who want to do documentaries. I struck a chord and a nerve. Then she says, whether I paid her or not, how do you know what I did? How do you know what I'm doing with her? Which we'll come back to that point because that's a very telling sentence, I think. She says, nobody knows what I'm really doing, but I love the speculation. We're number one worldwide. We're having a conversation with a woman who hasn't been able to get a conversation out unedited. I mean, there you have it. What do you hear? 
in those sound, sound bites. Me, 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 I, I, I. I'm doing the right thing. I'm getting a documentary. I'm the number one podcast in the world. I'm now getting the hate that Rachel was getting. She's on Instagram posting her little sticker, number one podcast in the world, just like I knew she would. Because at the end of the day, this isn't about Rachel. This is about Bethany. And I'm not coming for Bethany for having Rachel on her podcast. Any podcast host in the world would have Rachel on any podcast in the world. But when you score the interview of the year and you make it about your own self-interest disguised in concern for another human being, it's like grimy, in my opinion, because she's not concerned. She's not concerned about what happened to Rachel. She's concerned about the fact that Andy Cohen was calling her back into the reunion. She's like, did anybody give you a tissue, Rachel? She wasn't crying. Why would somebody give a tissue to somebody who's not crying? It's just wild to me. And, you know, my theory, you know, she says, what's that point that I was saying? Um, how do you know what I'm doing with her? Rachel's going to start a podcast. Bethany's going to start a network. Bethany's going to start some type of business, whether it's a podcast network, whether it's like a talent management, but Rachel's going to be her first talent that she's going to sign. And then she's going to be giving 20%. Rachel's going to be giving 20% to Bethany. And it's like, I don't know. And just one other thing, I guess, that I wanted to debunk before we get into the deep dive um, about getting paid, right? Rachel says on the podcast that um, producers say you get paid by how much you bring to the show, by how well you do, by the drama that you bring. When I first heard this, I I thought, no, that's not right. Just based on other people, other Bravo lebs that I've talked to, that I've talked to about salary, um, that's in in my experience from what other people have told me, not how it works. It works by seniority, by how long that you have been on the show. Everybody gets paid their first year. Everyone gets paid the same amount the first year, same amount the second year. Um, and, 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 you know, when she said that, I thought, okay, well, maybe it's different from for different shows. Um, but then Lala got on her podcast and confirmed this week that that is the case, that you get paid based on how long you've been on the show. So the fact that Ariana and Tom are going to be paid more because they've been on the show for 10 years, as opposed to Rachel, who's had, what, two full-time seasons, which I understand. And I mean, Lala also in her podcast episode pointed out some other lies that Rachel was spewing, or at least Lala was giving her side of the story. One thing I will say um, is that I heard a clip from Stassi's podcast, and she was talking about how, in her experience, producers tend to um, protect men more in this reality TV space, how you have this scene with Sandoval and Raquel where she says to him on camera, you recorded this video without my consent. It was completely edited out of the show. You know, Tom said, if we don't reshoot it or if you don't edit it out, I'm gone. And she's like, Stassi was like, that's a huge deal. And it is. That's a huge deal. It's illegal. First of all, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say things I'm not entirely sure about, but and the fact that they just were like, yeah, okay, Tom, sure. And it's like on one hand, you know, the story has to continue. We have to have Tom there. I think Tom is more important than Rachel in the sense I've said that from the beginning just because we've known Tom longer. Um, but yeah, I just found that interesting. And I think it's sad. 
I think it's sad. Anyways, let's get into the deep dive. We're going to do a Bachelorette recap because the finale was everything. I feel like it gets tens across the board from how the season played out to who our next Bachelor is. I have a little issue with the Dancing with the Stars of it all. But to help deep dive this week, I have brought in Bachelor Specialist. You know where you love her from the Bachelor podcast and from Betches, Kay Brown. Kay, welcome back to the pod. Good to see you. Great to be here. This is my second time. I'm so excited. I know. I was thinking about that when I asked you because I totally put Kay on the spot literally yesterday and was like, please, I need somebody to talk to about the finale because I feel like there's just so much. And I'm just glad that you were willing to come on last minute. Of course, I was in Target. I saw my phone. I was like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, overall, let's just get a general consensus. How do you feel about this season? Um, honestly, and I think this is one of my favorite seasons that I've seen because there were so many moments that charity showed us that like, I'm not settling for anything else. Like this Mm -hmm. is, this is the bar. This is what I'm, um, accepting. And also I don't know about you, but I really haven't seen many relationships like charity and Dotton's that seem so genuinely real. Like he has been so level-headed this entire time and it, I mean, not worried about anything, no drama. He's just like, I'm here for charity. And I mean, wow. I know. I'm so happy. I'm thrilled because I was like, I was off the bachelor train. I was so far off of it. I was like, the only reason why I'm still watching the show is because my job entails it. I wasn't enjoying it. I was like complaining every second. And this has like sparked new hope in me that it's not dead and gone. And I think, you know, not only was Charity an amazing bachelorette, I think she delivered on like every, everything you want in a bachelorette Charity gave, but you also have to remember that this is the first season that Mike Fleiss is no longer involved. There's new people behind the scenes. And I just feel like it was very reminiscent of the old bachelor franchise that we grew up on that got us interested to begin with. I mean, did you feel that? Yeah. And and I also think one of the reasons maybe why we liked it better was because it was a shorter season. Yes. There wasn't 13 episodes of nonsense. I mean, they did. I do not think we needed a three hour finale. <laughs> except yeah. There are certain things that I feel like were super drawn out, but mm-hmm. I felt like I really got to know these men way more than I've gotten to know in other seasons or women in general yeah. um, because they've condensed, they also condensed the amount of people that were there. So yeah. I got to know them more and then we got to see them more on screen, but it wasn't an overload where you felt burdened with watching mm-hmm. so many episodes. Yeah, I agree. I know that there, that has been like some, a complaint that I've been seeing a lot, just like in my comment section, the -hmm. season is so short. Like, why is she getting jipped? But I feel like it makes every moment feel important. You know, there's like not a moment that you can be scrolling on your phone during a group date. So I was all about it. All about it. Me too. Me too. I really liked this season. I think she was great. And I also got to meet Charity and she is about that. Her and I became like, uh, when she was on last season, uh, we sort of became like internet friends. Yeah. And then when she was announced as the bachelorette, I was like, oh my God, like love this. And we've literally been talking on Instagram forever and became like besties. And I finally got (laughs) to meet her at the mental law where we did, um, a really fun interview or TikToks and stuff with her. But it was like, 
two friends meeting for the same at the same time. And it was like, I don't know. It was so really you great. Love the internet. <laughs> yes. And I, I mean, here we are. We don't right. have a person, but like we're talking and you're a com- a literally a complete stranger, but right. we have already so much in common and we feel comfortable talking to each other uh, online like this. So I think she's great. Just such a fun person. Yeah. Um, and so I, I feel like I'm a little biased, but I really so love this season I. in general. It's fine. It's fine. I'm totally biased. And I'm even so biased towards Dotton. I mean, if anyone has listened to the podcast, they from the minute he steps out of the limo and I remained spoiler free for this entire season, which is like the first time in a long time that I've done that. The way she looked at him, I was like, she, she just fell in love with this man. Like yeah. literally love at first sight. There's nothing like the feeling of being confident in your own skin. It's something that I have struggled with in the past, which is why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best with no complicated routines, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. Right now, I'm using the OS1 Eye Topical Supplement to help strengthen and firm the skin around my eyes. So far, I've noticed it has improved hydration and improved firmness. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support the show and tell them I sent you because I love you like a sis. I mean, I would look at a guy who's six, seven, just right. like that. <laughs> but that's, uh, but that's me. But I yeah. truly, I agree with you. I think she looked at him and she was like, it was a, a switch had flipped yeah. and it's not like that on every season. You didn't get the first impression rose, which this is a different move for yeah. the bachelor. Usually the bachelorettes who give the first impression rose, that's who ends up getting picked in the end. But here we are. Here we are. Okay. Let's start at the beginning of the finale with Aaron coming back. Um, I was just surprised a lot by this. I feel like this was maybe um, uh, not not entirely orchestrated by producers, Mm -hmm. but maybe heavily pushed by producers because it's like one of those things where, yes, you still have this connection with Aaron. He flew all the way back to Fiji. Like, are you really going to tell him no? But at the end of the day, the the problem with her relationship with Aaron still was about time and how much more time did they have between that conversation and the rose ceremony an hour maybe like right things aren't going to change in an hour what did you think about her letting Aaron back on just to you know walk him out however many hours later I think this goes back to what Charity's mom was saying is that she is not great at decision making mm. and I think just like you said, she kept him because he flew all the way out here. He's, right, he's right. Giving, like he's saying that she, he sees her as the mother of his children. But I also feel I don't even know if it was produced or orchestrated. I think it was Aaron orchestrated because I realized he's very close friends with Aaron Clancy and from Katie's season, Paradise, mm-hmm. etc., who doesn't have like a great rep for being somebody who's there for the 
right, right reason. reasons. And so it felt very like, like I didn't believe anything Aaron B said to her. I didn't believe oh. anything. Like it, felt, it felt very like fake. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, I wanted to give us another chance. Like I want you to see um, what kind of a man I am. And he's coming back for this. But at the end of the day, like she sent you home. Yeah. Like you were the one she sent home at the end of the day and coming back. It's like, don't make her do that again. Like that sucks. Yeah. And now you have to have like a round trip, 24 hour day in Fiji. And then you have to go back. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't think about it like that, but when you put it into perspective, also of what we saw for the bachelor in paradise, uh, teaser, when he mm -hmm. tells Eliza that he's falling in love with her, it's like, Oh, like, are you're that it's You're that kind of guy. I, I think it's all on screen. Like, I want to have camera time. I want to be a part of this. Doesn't care about the consequences or anybody else's feelings, really. I don't know. I, I have icky vibes from Aaron. He just doesn't. It doesn't. That's a hot take. Yeah. Kay? It just doesn't register genuine to me. Yeah. Well, and also, I think Charity was just coming off of a pretty traumatic experience with Xavier. Mm -hmm. You know, you have somebody a week out from proposal tell you that he doesn't know if he can be in a monogamous relationship pretty oh, much. Well. And then you have somebody fly, you know, back to Fiji. So I think part of it was probably maybe like a little security blanket type moment mm -hmm. or like a Band-Aid on, on something that was affecting her. But obviously Aaron lasted all of two minutes. And then in the episode, we go from that to meeting the Lawsons, which this was the most dramatic part of the episode, just seeing Joey and Dotton's um, dates back to back. And it's not that I mean, they loved Joey. They loved Joey. And it's not that they yeah. didn't love Dotton. They just really loved Joey. Um, and this also might be an unpopular opinion here, but I feel like Joey, um, uh, it, it's just like, he's very inviting and people just look at him and they melt. Like they get lost in the Joey sauce a little bit. And during the mm. whole entire day, I couldn't help but remember what uncle Joe, was his name? Uncle Joe. Was his name uncle Joe? Uh, Uncle John or something. Uncle like, John, I don't remember. Something, something like Uncle that. Jay. The uncle. <laughs> uncle Jay. You know, saying about Joey where he is a bit of a people pleaser in, mm. in more or less words. So I was sitting there trying to figure out, and not that I think that Joey is insincere because I do, I think that he is sincere, but yeah. how much of that people pleasing played into his date with Charity's family? Sure. No, I think... I agree and disagree because for the entire season, Joey, for me, was sort of like a wet blanket. Like every time they were together, it felt like they were on like a second date. Like there wasn't like a ton of chemistry there. Mm -hmm. But then um, I agree with you here where we see him on this, you know, the final dates, meeting the parents. And this is when I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, Joey has Riz. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Joey, you have yeah. to, he was flirting with the mom. He was schmoozing with the family like yeah. he nailed that entire situation and um that right there and then also when the breakup happened and those last final dates they had that is when i really started to see joey and be like okay mm -hmm. i get it now especially when he was getting into that car he was beat up yeah getting that into that rough. car but but i think i think he just has like serious Riz and nailed with the family. <laughs> and just like you said, Dotton, I don't think he was bad at meeting the family. I just think 
he was not set up for success because Joey was so good. Yeah. And I mean, even looking back at like the way that they edited Dotton's uh, date or at least meeting the family, we I feel like we barely saw it. Like, I think there was yeah. maybe two sound bites that Dotton had with her family, one talking to his one talking to her mom and one talking to her sister. And it was like one sentence. So I right. feel like they also kind of were editing it to make it seem like to bring some drama because I feel like it was pretty clear from the get go that she was going to pick Dotton. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until that last episode where I was like, like you, you know, this whole time we were like, okay, yeah, Joey, he's cute. He's funny. He's got beautiful eyes, you know, all these things, but where's, where's the, the depth to it. Yeah. And this was the first episode that I was like, oh, there it is. I, I knew from the point when she was talking to, after she talked to her mom and her sister, and, um, you saw her reaction yeah. you saw the, uh, when they both were like, well, we kind of like Joey, but I didn't say that, but they kind of alluded to that. Yeah. I knew she wanted to pick Dotton because of that reaction. Yes. I was like, if you're feeling that type of way because they didn't say they liked him, like that's the one you should be choosing because you wanted them to say, right. I like him the best. So it's yeah. like, listen, so her mom was right. You got to listen to your gut because mm-hmm. that is right there. That was her gut talking. They were like, we like Joey better and she's upset about it. It's like, pick yeah. Dotton. You clearly yeah. want them to. Did you think that, um, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but Mm -hmm. after the final rose, did you feel any awkwardness with the family still? It was still just a weird energy. What did the mom say? She was like, we've gotten to know Dot and better and it's good. And like, that was it. I was like, what is this? What's happening here? No, I agree. It was super strange. I think that I, (laughs) I don't know if it's, the mom just not playing up the romance of everything. And she's like, yeah, yeah we like got to know him better. We like <laughs> yeah. him because we're all we we're used to the parents like pile of Pete's mom and this mm-hmm. and that. So overly emotional and um, uh, dedicated and die hard for the story and this and that trying to make right. their kid look good or who at whatever. But I think her mom's just like, yeah, is what it is. It's a normal relationship. We like him now. And yeah. is not feeding into the drama and the romance and is just trying to treat this as real life. But I agree. It felt weird because that's weird. what we're used to. <laughs> it was weird. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I totally agree because of that. Okay. My next question, conspiracy theory, I guess. Do Love. you do you think that Charity was really conflicted about who she was going to pick? Or do you think she was more conflicted about hurting Joey's feelings? About letting someone down. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really hard. That's really hard. I, man, I don't know which one I think because I think both of them are true at the same time. Yeah. Because she was so adamant about having her mom tell me, like, tell me which one, which one do you like? Mm -hmm. Just like the way she was begging and like, so nobody wants to have like that kind of back and forth with their parent, like on TV. Yeah. That's not really the ideal, but the way she was so adamant about getting that felt like she needed help picking because I feel like she wasn't sure, but I do agree with you, especially because her decision-making, she doesn't want to, I mean, I can't imagine how hard that would be. Like, yeah, like he's getting ready to go down on one knee and you have to yank him back. Up. Literally. Like, oh my gosh, that was... We have to find another way to do this because they do this on... 
other seasons. I'm like, there has to be something like go first. Yeah. Charity, you talk first because we can't have him spill his guts. Yeah. And then you pull him. Uh, I, I know. And part of me is like, I mean, I'm sure they, they are told like, do not interrupt him. Let him go first or whatever. But if I'm Joey, like, I'm not getting down on one knee. I need a smile. I need something. Anything. <laughs> Anything. But I think he was that sure. I think he was that sure. And especially because, you know, if you get through the whole speech of like, I love you, this and that, and she's smiling at you. Yeah. It, you would have, I mean, what's she going to do? Look at him and be like, you know, it's yeah. like, I wish she, I don't know how they, uh, how they it's remedy such a this. a hard but I think, place to be in. Yeah. I think, I think she should go first in that for when they're sending the person home. It's like, yeah. they need to go first because yeah. that's, I mean, that's brutal. That is brutal. I mean, she yanked him back up. I know, she goes, I don't. <laughs> and I can't remember the last time that happened. I think it was, was it Nick? Nick and Caitlin? Maybe that, I think you're right. That might've been it. But man, that was like. That was br- rough. Oh, I mean, that was really, really rough. Really <laughs> rough I, to watch. I think, honestly, what it all does boil down to between, and when you compare the two relationships, which, you know, we, we, don't like to do, but we have to do because it's on mm-hmm. it's on TV, whatever. But she said that her relationship with Dotton was deeper. And I think that's yeah. the one word that really does just drive it home where, yes, <laughs> she could have had this really intense connection with Joey. She could have seen a future. But I mean, just even the conversations that we saw Charity and Dotton have, they did just have a deeper connection. And I mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like the last time I was this happy with a proposal um, was Tasha and Zach. I mean, I wasn't, yeah. as com- I wasn't as confident in them though. Like I didn't walk away from that thinking, oh, they're end game and they're going to be together forever. Like I feel with Charity and Dotton. This is giving Jojo and Jordan energy. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this is, this feels very secure. Also, I don't know about you, but I don't, I, don't think I've ever seen this strong of a top two. Yeah. Like this was a, a real decision that had to be made. Also, both of these guys were so, um, uh, I don't know, just stayed out of the drama. They were mm-hmm. focused on her. Yeah. They were, like issues. It was, it was truly all about, um, charity and they were like chill with each other, chill with the other guys. I mean, when, um, she was walking Aaron out at the rose ceremony in Fiji, uh, Joey says to Dot and he goes, Oh, I think he's going home. I go- you're good, man. And I was like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. hyping up your like literal man. That's loved your girl. Like, yeah. that's, these are two really good guys. And I don't, uh, this was a great, I don't know. This was a great season. I love the ending. I loved both of them. Joey's going to be a great bachelor. Yeah. Let's move on to Joey because like you said, you know, a great final two. It really did feel like an internal struggle for her. But I think everybody, the majority of people, I think the majority of the fan base wanted this exact scenario to play out. Mm -hmm. You know, Don and Charity are supposed to be together. Joey for the bachelor. Um, It's been a while too since the runner up has been the bachelor. And I feel like that's why we've had some kind of wonky seasons because you've had like a Clayton who was sent home way before. And we're like, who's this guy? And then even Zach, he was sent home later in the show. uh, But still, we just didn't really know him. But 
we know Joey. Mm -hmm. We know that he's looking for something serious, hopefully. I mean, so give us your thoughts. You you think he'll be a good bachelor? Well, I do now. I I remember when the beginning of this finale episode came on and I was like, oh my God, they're announcing The Bachelor? Like, what? And obviously, like, I had heard rumblings around being like, oh my gosh, I hope it's Joey. And I'm like, I do not hope it's Joey. I went into this beginning of this being like, I hope it's not Joey. I Again, I thought he was like a wet blanket. There was no like personality there yeah. he was kind of boring obviously a good looking guy but just how is he gonna date 30 women like hold a room be the main character he doesn't give main character energy but then you see the whole episode play out you see man the second they showed him on screen during the proposal they have that little box in the corner and i was like yeah. oh my god i like <laughs> Yes. That's the glow up we yeah. want. Yeah. That is the glow up we've been waiting for. Like I see the men tell all is where the guys should all like come back looking correct. Right. After yeah. seeing themselves on TV. <laughs> and um, and Joey had the black suit on. He had yes. figured out how to do his curls. They're shorter. He looks he, so lo good. He had the bronzer on. <laughs> he was bronzed. And so he a looked amazing and looked very main character. And then B watching his reaction and how and his being like i have closure because i saw them together and this i'm like okay yes i'm down for this but i do wor i do worry about the personality i feel like yeah. it's a little dull i feel like also with you know i don't want to say like questioning his personality but i always go back to to uncle J uncle jay whatever his name is like mm -hmm. i feel like he might be the type of bachelor that falls in love with everybody you know, because right. he just wears his heart on his sleeve and there's like, oh, well, this person gives me this and this person gives me this and and I can see a future with everybody because everybody's so great. And I real I said this the other day uh, on uh, on a panel I was doing like I want somebody it's been a while since we've had like the switcheroo at the end where they you know, get engaged to somebody and then they come back after the final rose and are like, no, I want my runner up. The last ah, time it was yeah. Peter, but I feel like Joey gives me that energy. <laughs> Joey's going to be, maybe Joey will be messy. Yeah. And it can be a really fun bachelor episode. Yeah. Who now or season? I'm really, I'm interested. I like that theory. I love it. Um, but I'm interested to see how he does with having to be the main character. He just doesn't give, I can hold a room. I can be the personality that because women, a lot, 30 women. Yeah, that's a lot different than 30 men. Yeah, way, <laughs> way different. different than 30 <laughs> men. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Yeah, we'll see. OK, before we get out of here, I want your thoughts on charity going on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, OK. So it's hard for me to speak on Dancing with the Stars because I am not really a watcher mm -hmm. of Dancing with the Stars. But I think this is a great um trajectory yeah <laughs> a great um is trajectory that yeah trajectory. You got <laughs> keep that in there um <laughs> i think that's a great move for her just because like you see people who come off dancing with the stars you have hannah brown caitlin bristow mm -hmm. gabby they all have taisha did taisha do dancing with the stars no ah okay taisha had her own main character she stuff going it, on yeah. but <laughs> i don't know it. i'm interested to see uh what happens with this and it was crazy that they announced it on the show yeah uh but 
I don't know. Again, I'm a bad person to ask about Dancing with the Stars because I don't really watch the show, but I think I'm going to this season because yeah. I just I'm curious. Well, I mean, not only Charity, which I think is a great pick just because she is so beloved, but you have Ariana Maddox who's going to yeah. be competing. Oh my gosh, right. So, I mean, everybody's going to be watching. Um, so I don't fault Charity at all. I mean, if that no. opportunity is presented to you, you take it every time. I know that people are like, oh, this isn't going to be good for their relationship. And, right. Which, I mean, we saw Gabby and Eric, they broke up during... Gabby's, you know, tenure on Dancing mm. with the Stars. But I also just feel like the relationships are totally different. Yeah. I feel like nobody ever was super bought into Gabby and Eric, where it's like, no, if your relationship is going to work, it's going to work regardless of if you go on Dancing with the Stars or not, you know? Uh huh. I'm, I'm, I can't remember where do Charity and Dotton live? Like, do, how far know. apart are they? I don't remember. I truly do not remember. Yeah, I mean, neither. I'm curious to see. Obviously, she's going to have a stent out here mm -hmm. um, to film. Maybe he'll just stay with her for the time being, you know, yeah, while I she's out the, here. The only thing I heard was that, like, his company, I don't know if it's based in California or if it has offices in California or something, but I heard something along the lines of it would be easy for him to work in California. I mean, imagine going back to work. Never. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Like, <laughs> like, obviously, that is what people should do right. because like <laughs> this is not end game like yes you have all this right now and at the end of the day like you have about you know a couple until the next season starts yeah before Milk you it. don't have any more podcast interviews right so i mean yes but it's like the thought of that is so crazy because right now is they're on doing their press tour with yeah. Good morning america and this and that and he's just gonna go back to work <laughs> next I don't Monday what he does <laughs> I, I think he's some sort of data scientist or something Medical like sales or something yeah <laughs> something yeah. very like like the life coach girl on uh on the finale episode she's like I'm 23 I'm a life coach I think I should be going I was like because you can leave your job at right. any point in time <laughs> so it, it's I don't know I can't imagine going back to work like immediately and pretending like None of that just happened. Yeah. I feel like, though, if anybody was going to, it would be Dotton. I mean, he didn't yeah. even know that they were supposed to get engaged at the end of this. Man. <laughs> God bless him. Truly. Too pure. Too pure, pure for all of us. Well, Kay, thank you. I appreciate you so much. Please tell everyone where they can follow you and then when they where they can hear your podcast as well. Sure. You can listen to my podcast with Jared Freed. It's called The Bachelor. Um, anywhere you take, listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Um, and then you can also follow me at K York City on all platforms. Okay. Love you. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. All right, you guys. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of MPT. Here's an important announcement. If you love The Bachelor content, if you want more pop culture content, subscribe to the Patreon because you can now listen on Spotify. Yes, if you are on Patreon, whether you're signed up for Pop a Batch or Extra Pop, every single week, instead of having to or getting to, I should say, watch the video on Patreon. If you want to listen to it on Spotify, you can do that as well. Um, we're getting all the kinks worked out. So hopefully by this Friday, you'll be able to listen to all new upcoming episodes of Papa Batch and Extra Pop on Spotify. But if not, I'll see you back next week for another episode of MPT. And as always, 
As always, love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.